Well, it's Halloween night. There's a full blue moon outside. I'm once again in the psych ward. And I wanted to cap out October with the story of Tinker's Creek. This is one of my favorite stories to tell just because it was a wild night. I was supposed to have my friend Cody join me, but in true Halloween fashion, I have been ghosted. Yeah. So anyways, here we go. I feel like before anything else, I should just mention we were young and dumb and most definitely did not handle this situation correctly. That being said, Tinker's Creek has this old cemetery that's supposedly hundreds of years old. It's hidden up this huge hill in the middle of nowhere, like in a field. You have to park in this gravel lot at the bottom and find your way up to it. I want to say it's at least a mile and a half journey to get to the cemetery. It's pretty widely known amongst the paranormal community, or at least people that enjoy going to graveyards and finding interesting ones. It's got a lot of history, a lot of folklore, again, a lot of stories surrounding it. There's been a ton of sightings of seeing people that weren't there and then them disappearing and um, all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's really interesting. In my memory, that entire night was spooky. I remember there being this distinct chill in the air. And my friend Chris was in town. He lived in Akron. He wanted to do some adventuring, do something kind of crazy. So it ended up uh, me, Chris, my friend Joey, and my friend Cody. And we decided that Cody and Chris would make the journey up to the cemetery while me and Joey stayed in my minivan <laughs> safely at the bottom parking lot. Now, it's, it's pitch dark outside at this point. I can't remember exactly what time it was, but it had to have been between 10 and midnight, I would say. Maybe later, actually. If you're familiar with Canal Road, you know it's a very dark, windy road with almost no lighting. If you're not familiar with Canal Road, well, I just told you. <laughs> and um, so there's a canal on one side and then a lot of woods and just winding roads, darkness at night. And you have to go off of a little road off of canal to get to the little parking lot. It's just a little gravel lot with absolutely zero lighting to make the journey up to the Tinker's Creek Cemetery. So we pulled in and we're just sitting there in the minivan for a minute. And then Chris and Cody got out of the minivan to start to make their journey. But then we noticed there was another guy in that parking lot and he had ran to his trunk and like shut it real quick and hopped back into his car. And I remember Chris screaming 
and jumping through the driver's side window, which I was driving. So he's screaming and clawing his way in through the driver's side window onto my lap, screaming, we have to get out of here. (laughs) Cody hops back in the car. Everyone's just kind of screaming and like, oh my God, what's this guy doing? (laughs) Let's get out of here. Well, the guy started his car at the same time and he was on our tail. We, we peeled out. I peeled out. I was driving <laughs> and he was on our ass, like brights on, on our ass, chasing us down the road. It felt like he was chasing us and we're winding down Canal Road. Like I'm speeding my ass off and this guy is right behind me. So of course, everyone in the car is still screaming. We're like, what is happening? This is a horror movie. Well, he slams on his brakes and does an abrupt turnaround, like going back the direction we came in. After we're already, we were a few miles down the road at this point. He followed us for for a hot minute. So he does the turnaround. If you haven't noticed a pattern by now, a lot of my stories have a let's go back element and this one is no exception so chris and cody were still hell-bent on going to find the cemetery so they were like let's go back let's go back that guy turned around he's gone and we sat in this parking lot a few miles down the road arguing contemplating i didn't want to go back I don't remember where Joey stood, but he probably didn't want to go back. But at the end of the, I don't know, five or so minute argument sesh, we decided to go back, of course. So we went back. And then shit got weird. So we approach. I have my brights on. I see that the dude's car is back in the parking lot, but I don't see him anywhere. Now, I wasn't about to stay there and wait. So I told Cody and Chris, I'll drop you guys off here and I'm gonna go sit in this parking lot that's like right down the road. You guys call me when you're done. I'm not sitting down here in a parking lot with a guy that just chased me for miles. Like. If you guys want to get killed and murdered and maimed, I'll drop you off. Have, have a great day, honey. Um, so they agreed to that. And I dropped them off, drove away with Joey, and we sat in a parking lot down the road. Uh, I think it was off of Hillside. Now it couldn't have been more than a couple of minutes that I was sitting in that parking lot with Joey that I got a phone call from Chris. And what I heard was bloody murder screeching and feet hitting the pavement pounding the pavement I could tell that they were running for their lives and my mind jumped to the worst I thought this guy was chasing them they were about to get murdered Chris was just screaming you have to get us you have to fucking get us come get us I mean he was panicked And I could also hear Cody screaming and running. I mean, I could hear their feet, like, hitting the ground so hard. Two people probably never ran that fast in their lives. That's my perception. (laughs) 
I am racing down Canal Road, taking my minivan as fast as she will let me go on these corners and curves. And I see Chris and Cody running for their lives, just as I suspected. But the first thing I noticed was that they had a blue duffel bag with them, a huge blue duffel bag. And I slowed down, but didn't stop. I, we pulled up, well, Joey pulled open the back van sliding doors and both of them kind of jumped in while I was still driving and they're both screaming, go, go, go. I remember Chris like hanging out of the van and screaming, you have to go. And I'm just like, what is this blue duffel bag? What just happened? Did he try to kill you guys? What is going on? So we are driving, racing, flying through the night, and they're in the back with this duffel bag. They tell me they stole it from the guy. The guy was nowhere to be found or anywhere near the duffel bag, and they wanted to open it right then and there. And of course, I felt like I was in a horror movie. <laughs> And I was screaming, don't open it. You know, what if there's a body? What if there's a head? We don't know what's in here. Wait till I can pull over. We're in the middle of nowhere. Do not open this yet. And I'm just like screaming. Everyone's screaming. A lot of my stories involve screaming and everyone's just always screaming. So if we reenacted this ever, it would just be a lot of screaming so of course they don't listen and they unzip the duffel bag and i just hear in the back seat behind me like oh my god what is this now i'll be completely honest i don't remember everything that was in that duffel bag because it was really full and it was all really weird things i remember there was a bottle of pills a cassette tape recorder, uh, there was pornography, there were these weird stickers, some kind of notepad with writing that you couldn't really understand, there was some random cookies, and a rubber duck, and then just a bunch of nonsense. There's, it was this duffel bag filled with nonsense. So, you know, they're all laughing. Like, what is this guy doing with this duffel bag? Like, what is the purpose for these items? And I wanted to return the duffel bag. Of course, me and my moral complexities <laughs> and of course you know nobody else wanted to go back at this point so we were kind of stuck with it I remember taking out a few items and then dumping the rest of the duff duffel bag into the creek now the cassette tape player there was a cassette tape in it and they went to hit play again there was a lot of screaming <laughs> I was like, don't hit play yet. We don't know what's on there. Um, I just had a really bad, uneasy feeling. So, of course, they didn't listen. And they hit play. And you just hear, the first thing you hear is, hear kitty kitty. And then you hear screaming. And it sounds like a younger person screaming. 
after here kitty kitty and then there was a bunch of other randomness and weird noises and this guy talking to himself on the tape it was absolutely creepy as hell and again this is where we did not do the right thing that night we well first of all the duffel bag should have never been taken but we didn't uh you know, take that anywhere or look into it or anything. We got rid of all of the evidence and we said, um, I'm glad we're all alive. Great night, right guys? <laughs> yeah. So that was one of the scariest probably moments of my life. Just because everything that transpired that night, I had no idea where it was leading to, where it was going to go what was going to happen next. I was terrified for a long time that that guy was going to somehow find us and kill us for taking his duffel bag. And, oh, that was just a mess. But yeah, that's the story of Tinker's Creek. The night I could have gotten murdered. The night that four of us could have gotten murdered. And... Yeah. Wow. I have a lot of weird stories. <laughs>